Welcome to the Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Welcome to the Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day. Today's tip. Five science-backed reasons you're more successful than you think. From Jeff Hayden. After the 1992 Barcelona Summer Olympics, researchers analyzed the footage of medal ceremonies and interviews and found that gold medalists seemed the happiest. No surprise there. But what did surprise them was that bronze medalists tended to be much happier than silver medalists. Why did athletes who finished third seem happier than those who finished second. Psychologists call the phenomenon counterfactual thinking. Counterfactual thinking can occur when something significant happens and we imagine how things might have turned out differently, considering alternatives to put our current reality in context. Say, I finish second. It's natural to think about how close I came to finishing first and all the things I should have done differently to get there. That's an upward counterfactual which tends to leave us feeling disappointed. I should have won gold. If I finish third, it's natural to think about all the people who didn't make the podium. That's a downward counterfactual, which tends to leave us feeling thrilled. I won a medal, and that's why finishing second can actually feel worse than finishing third. Counterfactual thinking is all about comparisons and perspective. Now apply that to success. No matter how accomplished you might be, it's easy to think of people who are even more accomplished. In entrepreneurial terms, that might be business owners, especially those seen as competition, whether real or imagined, with more locations, more employees, better customers, or deeper capital pockets. In a broader sense, it might be other people who seem more connected, more self-assured, better known, or to get down to gold tax, wealthier. Because here's the thing, when medals or podiums aren't involved, it's normal to only apply upward counterfactuals. Think of it as the bigger house syndrome. No matter how much bigger your new house is, within a month or two, you've grown used to it. Now it's just your house, and there's one down the street that is bigger. What we have, what we are, is the current reality. And our comparisons tend to focus on what we don't have or haven't become. Add it all up, and plenty of people can seem, for a variety of reasons, to be more successful than you and I. But that may not actually be the case. Here's why. We'll start with apparent social success. Close friendships are increasingly rare. One study found the average person's number of close friends is 2.08. 21% of millennial respondents to a survey reported they had no close friends. So while you might think nearly everyone else has more friends, they probably don't. Besides, what matters is the quality of your friendships, not the quantity. It's what I think of as 3 a.m. friends. People who, if you call them at 3 in the morning because you need help, will come, no questions asked. The key is to have one or two really good friends. And plenty of people who aren't necessarily friends, but are fun to be around, or share common interests, or create a mutually beneficial relationship. Not part of the smart crowd, oddly enough, 
A study published in the British Journal of Personality found that the more highly intelligent people socialize, the less happy they tend to be. Maybe that's because the smarter you are, the more focused you might be on achieving longer-term goals. If that's the case, spending time with friends, no matter how smart they might be, could seem more distracting than helpful. So if you like to spend time alone to focus on a project, improve a skill, refine your business plan, or check off another item on your to-accomplish list. Don't assume that makes you less socially successful. It might just mean you're smarter than the rest of us. We all know people who seem incredibly self-assured. That doesn't mean their self-confidence is justified or earned. Combine a lack of self-awareness with low cognitive ability and say hello to the Dunning-Kruger effect. The cognitive bias where people assume they're smarter and more skilled than they actually are. But there's a flip side to the DK effect. People with high ability tend to underestimate how skilled they are. They underrate their relative competence, at least partly because they assume tasks that are easy for them are just as easy for other people. Don't think you have all the answers? Don't automatically assume you're right? Are more likely to say, I think, rather than I know? That could mean you're smarter and more accomplished than you think. Because wisdom and success comes from realizing that while you might know a lot, there's still a lot you don't know and are eager to learn. Money matters. But where feeling successful and happy is concerned, money doesn't matter nearly as much as you might think. As a study published in the Journal of Positive Psychology found, affluence is a weak predictor of happiness, according to this famous 2010 Princeton study. Beyond $75,000, higher income is neither the road to experience happiness nor the road to relief of unhappiness or stress. Perhaps $75,000 is the threshold beyond which further increases in income no longer improve individuals' ability to do what matters most to their emotional well-being, such as spending time with people they like, avoiding pain and disease, and enjoying leisure. The $75,000 target is a little like the 10,000 hours to mastery rule. Accurate in the aggregate, maybe, but not so much in the specific. Your number may be $100,000, or it may be $35,000. Instead of defining success by a finish line, a number, a metric, a certain house or car or public profile, define success by whether you get to do work you enjoy, work that leaves you feeling fulfilled, satisfied, and happy, work that allows you to control, as much as possible, your own destiny. And then define success by whether you have the opportunity, at least occasionally, to make positive choices, to spend a portion of your income on things that you want to do, investing, recreation, supporting a cause, whatever makes you feel more fulfilled and happy. If you can do that, you're successful and will likely feel more successful than people who have more money. Because money can only change the degree of your level of happiness and fulfillment, not its fundamental nature. As Ray Silverstein says, there is a bridge every entrepreneur must cross in order to grow a business beyond a certain point, a point where they must transition from doing to leading, stepping back from day-to-day operations and slipping into the role of overseer. Still spending a lot of time in your business when others don't? That doesn't mean you're not as successful or as effective a leader. According to a study published in Industrial and Labor Relations Review, Technical expertise matters hugely. As the researchers write, the benefit of having a highly competent boss, 
is easily the largest positive influence on a typical worker's level of job satisfaction. Employees are far happier when they are led by people with deep expertise in the core activity of the business. Yep, if you can do an employee's job, they're much more likely to be happy at work. And, research shows, more productive, more likely to stay longer, more likely to respect and trust you, more likely to listen to and follow you. Think of it that way. And no degree of upward counterfactual thinking can make you feel you aren't a good leader. Because the best leaders lead by permission, not authority. That's it from Inc. Check back weekday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern for more tips. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.